On this episode of Mix and Some Magic, I'm sharing a beginner's guide to Disneyland. If this is your first visit, you're going to love this episode. I'm also talking about Halloween time at Disneyland and sharing tips sent in by listeners about visiting Disneyland for the first time. Hi, I'm Melissa with Mix and Some Magic. I'm a Disney planning expert and I'm here to mix a little magic into your day. Each week, I share Disney vacation planning tips, park strategies, and a little bit of Disney history sprinkled in. Of course, I like to include lots of Disney magic. Join me. Let's mix in some magic. Welcome! I'm so happy that you're here. I have been up to my eyeballs in apricots, but I think I see the light at the end of the tunnel. Thank you so much for everyone who has checked in on me. (laughs) I'm doing okay. I have a bunch of jars of apricot nectar that I canned, and I also made some fruit fruit leather that is really delicious. I mean, surprisingly delicious. And so that's been good. I still have a bunch of apricots that have dropped from the tree that I wasn't able to get to, and I have to clean all those up. They're all over my yard, and my dog eats them, and he's not supposed to, so I still have to get to that, and I think I'm going to do one more batch of fruit leather. Other than that, I'm done. I survived the apricot Armageddon. (laughs) Oh, man. I'm happy that it's over. In Disneyland news, Disneyland just announced that it will be finally bringing back its Happiest Haunts tour, and I'm really excited about this because this is one of my favorite tours. It hasn't been around for a few years. Well, I mean, it used to be one of my favorite tours. I'm sure they've changed it since I did it way back in 2018, but I really liked it back then, and oh, maybe I shouldn't even say this, but one of my very first podcast episodes was actually about my Happiest Haunts tour experience. And I kind of want to tell you to go listen to it, but it's so bad that I kind of think you shouldn't. (laughs) I was still figuring things out. Actually, to be totally honest with you, I am still figuring things out. I have no idea what I'm doing, but I feel like it's a little better than it was for the Happiest Haunts tour episode. But it's only 10 minutes long. So if you are thinking maybe you want to do the Happiest Haunts tour, want to know a little bit more about what it's about, I'll put a link in the show notes if you're interested, but please don't make fun of me too badly. I did update a blog post all about the Happiest happiest Haunts tour that I will put a link to in the show description. You can check it out. Tickets go on sale August 3rd, and I'm expecting them to sell out. No word just yet on how much it will cost, so we'll just have to wait and see. I'm guessing around $150, and that is on top of your park admission, so keep that in mind. Now, just a reminder that if you are visiting during Halloween time, now is the time to book your hotels and get your park tickets. Hotels are already booking up, and you don't want to be stuck with some like super expensive room or some hotel that's forever away because everything else is gone. So if you haven't already, get on that ASAP. I always recommend booking through Getaway Today because they are the number one ticket provider to the Disneyland Resort, and they also partner with over 50 area hotels to bring you the best deals. And I'm not lying when I say that these hotels love Getaway Today. They save their best rooms for them. They save their best rates for them. They've been working with them since the 90s, and they love them. So if you're booking with Getaway today, you know you're going to get a great deal on your hotel. You know you're going to be saving money with your park tickets. And you're probably going to be getting perks at your hotel like a better room or even a free breakfast or free parking that other guests aren't getting just because hotels love Getaway today so much. I have been using them for over 15 years and I won't book my vacations anywhere else. You know that you're always saving money, which to me is so important. So you can find them using the link in the show notes, or you can call them at 1-855-GETAWAY and tell them Mix and Some Magic sent you for the best deals. If you book a package with hotel and park tickets, you can use my code MIX10 to save an additional $10. 
Now, every single week I get messages from people who use Getaway Today and are so surprised by how much money they actually save. And I love these messages so much. Ah, they're just the best. Now, thank you, thank you to everyone who has entered my 100K giveaway of a $100 Disney gift card. I am picking a winner in a few days. I will announce the winner next week. So don't forget, you can get an extra entry if you leave a written review. You can find the link to enter in the show notes, and the code word is PURPLE. I can't wait to announce the winner. I will close down entries on July 27th, so keep that in mind. Now, I had a listener send in a question, and I'm so excited to be able to play it for you. I love it when you send in questions that I can play on an episode. I think it makes me feel like I have someone else here with me, like I'm hanging out with a friend. (laughs) So you can find a link to submit questions in the show notes if you are so inclined, but let's hear this question. Hi, Melissa. I am wondering if the queso burrilla tacos in California Adventure are spicy. I had them about two years ago, and I thought they were really, really spicy, but everyone raves about them. Everybody talks so highly about them. And I've asked a few people if they thought they were spicy, and they said no. I'm a really big baby when it comes to spice, but I was wondering if you think that the queso burrilla tacos are spicy. All right. That message was from Hannah Wooden. Thank you so much, Hannah, for your message. I have never thought that the quesadilla tacos were spicy. If you don't know what I'm talking about, the quesadilla tacos are these amazing tacos. You can find them over at Casina Cucamonga in California Adventure. You can mobile order them. They're amazing. But I have never found them to be spicy. So I wonder if you just got like an extra spicy batch that one time because I am also a baby with spicy things. I don't enjoy eating spicy things. I avoid them, but I've never had spicy quesadilla tacos at Disneyland. There was a few months ago that Cafe Rio had some quesadilla tacos and I tried those and I could not even get through more than three or four bites because they were so spicy and my nose was running and it was just awful. So I would give them another try because I think maybe you just got like a weird batch that turned out spicy because I don't, I have never had spicy ones is what I'm trying to say. When you do get quesadilla tacos though, make sure you ask for the side of green salsa. It used to come with it and now I feel like they don't give it to me unless I ask for it. And it is what makes the tacos. I love it so much. So make sure you ask for it. It's included in the price. You don't have to pay extra for it. But usually they don't give it to you unless you ask. So make sure you ask for the green salsa to go with your quesadilla tacos. And thank you, Hannah, for sending in that question. If you want your question answered, please use the link in the show notes. I just love it. I feel like I'm here with a friend. Thank you, Hannah, for being my friend. (laughs) Okay, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll dive into the beginner's guide to Disneyland. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Mix and Some Magic. Welcome back. Today I'm talking about the first timer's guide to Disneyland. So maybe a week ago, someone sent me a message on Instagram asking if I had a podcast episode specifically for people visiting Disneyland for the first time. And I did not. And I thought I really should. Why don't I? I really need this. And so I couldn't get it out of my head, which means that that is why we're doing this today. I didn't want to do any other episode until I did this one because it just got in my head and I was like, I have to do this episode. So if you are planning your first visit to Disneyland, this episode is going to be perfect for you. If you know someone who's visiting Disneyland soon, please send this episode to them so they'll be prepared for their vacation. I'm going to cover all the basics, tips, helpful information. Plus, I asked my Instagram followers to help me out and send me their best advice for someone visiting Disneyland for the first time. 
and they delivered. I have like pages and pages of tips from them. They sent in so many great tips and I'm excited to share them with you. So let's start with the most frequently asked questions about visiting Disneyland for the first time. A question I get a lot is how many days do you need for your first trip? I always recommend that people do at least three days for their first visit. I feel like this is the sweet spot for a first visit. It's enough time that you'll feel relaxed and like you're able to get a lot done, but not so long that you get tired of the theme park experience. I like to do two days at Disneyland and one day at California Adventure Park. Number two, which Disneyland park is the best to go to first? Uh, The choices are Disneyland or California Adventure. And I mean, for me, I'm going to say Disneyland. Disneyland is a great place to start your vacation because it gives you like this extra dose of Disney magic and nothing beats walking down Main Street and getting that first glimpse of Sleeping Beauty Castle. It's just the perfect way for first time visitors to kick off their vacation. Number three, how do I make my first Disneyland trip feel special? Well, I've I don't think you have to try hard to make a Disneyland vacation as a first timer feel special because it's automatically going to be special because it's new. Like nothing beats riding Pirates of the Caribbean or Haunted Mansion for the first time. Uh, If you're looking for even more magic than what's already just going to be like dumping on you the whole time, you could also get a free first visit button from any of the cast members inside most of the shops. So if you do that, then they you can wear this button around and cast members will like say hello to you or like welcome to Disneyland, that kind of thing. I hope you're enjoying your first visit, things like that. Plus it's a fun little free souvenir. So you could do that. I recommend meeting Mickey Mouse and some of his friends for a picture. I feel like you really need to do that on your first visit and that would just make it a little more special as well. All right, next frequently asked question, how many hours is enough in Disneyland? And this is really up to you, but I prefer to spend as much time as possible to get my money's worth. But families with young children may need to leave early to get them to bed. I recommend spending as much time as you possibly can. If you're going to be visiting Disneyland, this isn't one of those theme parks where you arrive at two in the afternoon, spend three or four hours, and then go back to your hotel. That's not this vacation. I recommend getting to the parks as early as possible and staying as long as possible. There's enough to do to fill your day. And I think, I don't know, I never want to leave. (laughs) So I think that you'll be happy if you can just spend as much time as you possibly can. Okay, frequently asked questions are done. Check. Let's start with choosing the perfect time to visit because I know that choosing when to visit can often be really overwhelming for people who are visiting Disneyland for the first time because each season at Disneyland offers kind of like a unique experience and understanding crowd levels and weather conditions, all those things can significantly impact your trip. But I do want to point out that there is no perfect time to visit Disneyland. There's no like one time that's perfect for everyone. So select a time that works best for you. I do have a post on my website about when to visit Disneyland that offers helpful information and kind of breaks down each month of the year and tells you what's going on, what you can expect for crowds and events and weather and things like that. And that might help you as you're deciding. I'll put a link to that in the show description. But there's different seasons at Disneyland. There's I mean, I feel like we need different words to describe this. There's like off season or peak season, but I feel like off season is misleading. There are a few times of the year that Disneyland isn't as crowded as other times, but I feel like for the most part, Disneyland is crowded. If you prefer fewer crowds and shorter wait times, you might want to consider visiting during January to March. I mean, early March to avoid spring break. You're going to want to avoid uh, the holidays in February, like President's Day. 
Those have lower crowds, but it is also the ride refurbishment season at Disneyland, so you're going to have more attractions closed, and there's a good chance it's going to be rainy. So it's kind of like give and take. There's also dates in September that are have lower crowds. There's dates in November. The time between Halloween time and Christmas kicking off is usually pretty slow. Um, busier times are obviously going to be during the summer and major holidays, but really I think you need to decide what works best for you and just go with it because Disneyland's always going to be crowded, but if you can find a time that works well for you or if you're excited about Halloween time or the holidays or things like that, go during that time, have a great time. The only time I tell people do not go is over Christmas. That week between Christmas and New Year's is just so crowded. It's really hard to have a good time. So that's the only time I tell people to avoid. Other than that, just pick a time that works for you and enjoy. Okay, let's talk about weather because that surprises people sometimes. Anaheim, where Disneyland is located, usually has mild, sunny weather. and it's usually pretty nice, but summer times can be hot. September is usually hot. October is usually hot. And then the evenings can get chilly. They also do have a rainy season in early July, not July, January, February. So chances are you're going to be dealing with heat or possibly rain. So just keep that in mind. I think some people show up thinking that California always has 70 degrees and sunny, and then they're surprised when they figure out, oh, no, it's 95 degrees and it's hot. So keep an eye on the weather leading up to your trip. That will make a big difference. Okay, once you've decided on the best time to visit Disneyland, booking your park tickets and your hotel is the next critical step. So let's talk about some tips to make your booking process smoother. <laughs> Purchase tickets in advance. You can't show up to the gate and buy park tickets. You need to purchase your park tickets in advance and you need to make a park reservation. Reservations can be made 120 days in advance and reservations can book up. They don't always, but they can. So I always recommend buy your tickets, make your park reservations as soon as you know you're going. One less thing you have to worry about. I always recommend getting my tickets through Getaway Today. I already talked about that, but I wanted to say it one more time because they are amazing. Now, when you're buying your tickets, you're going to come across the option to select a park hopper ticket or just a one park per day ticket. So let's talk about a park hopper. That means you're able to go from Disneyland to California Adventure, vice versa. You can park hop after 11. And I'm here to tell you that park hopping is not the best option if this is your first visit to Disneyland. I don't think it's worth the extra money. It's going to cost you quite a bit extra. And there is so much to see and do in each park. I would prefer first-time visitors save that money, put it towards a Genie Plus, which can be really valuable for you, and just focus on the park that you're in and enjoy one park per day. That's what I would do. Let's talk about hotels. You really have a couple of options. There are on-site properties, meaning one of the Disneyland Resort hotels. So Disneyland has three hotels that are on property that you can stay at. They're convenient, close to the parks. They have the perk of early entry, which is really nice. My favorite on-property hotel is the Disneyland Hotel. I actually have a full guide to staying on property at Disneyland, so you can check that out if you think that that might be a good option for you. I'll put a link in the show notes, but keep in mind that staying on property is very expensive. Even if you stay at the cheaper option, which is the Paradise Pier, soon to be Pixar Place, but if you are on a budget or just feel sick about spending that much money on a hotel like I do, then you might want to think about off-site accommodations because they can be a great option. Some of the off-site hotels are even closer than the Disneyland Resort hotels. There's tons of hotels located right across the street from Disneyland. Those ones are my favorite because I can just walk to the park. I love off-site hotels. So, so many great options. I'll put links to 
hotel reviews, things like that in the show notes. So you can check them out, but make sure you book your hotel as early as possible to ensure that you get the best rates. And it's just more flexible when you book early because there's more selection. So make sure you do that. And then you'll be set. You'll have your tickets, you'll have your park reservations, and then you're also going to have your Disney hotel. You're going to be good to go. What's next? Let's talk a little bit about what to pack because packing wisely can significantly impact your comfort and enjoyment when visiting Disneyland for the first time. Take a look at my printable Disneyland packing list. I'll put a link in the show notes. That will be super helpful because having a complete list of what you should bring, I don't know. I think it's invaluable. So I had to include a packing list for you. I I really just barely made this. And I don't know why I've never made myself a packing list. I always just wing it. And finally, I'm like, why am I doing this? I go to Disneyland so often. Why can't I just write down what I bring? So I did. And then finally, I'm like, I have to share this for other people. So it's on my website now. You can print it out and has everything you could possibly need. But let's talk real quick about a few things that are on the list. Comfortable shoes are a must. You don't want to bring new shoes that might give you blisters, things like that. You need a comfortable pair of shoes or maybe two. Layered clothing. The weather in Anaheim can be unpredictable. You never know if it's going to be hot or cold or if it's going to rain or have wind. So dress in layers so that you can put on a light jacket or take it off or whatever you need. But having an extra layer is super helpful. Sun protection is so important, even in the winter, sunscreen, sunglasses, sometimes I bring a hat. It's all a good idea to protect you from the California sun because it can be brutal and you don't want to be without sunscreen. A refillable water bottle is a good idea. You can buy water at Disneyland, of course, but it is super expensive and it's nice to just have a water bottle with you so you can stay hydrated, especially during those warm days. A portable phone charger is huge. You're going to be having your phone out all the time, taking pictures, using it for the Disneyland app, all kinds of things. So make sure you have a portable charger to make sure that your device stays powered throughout the day. I also like to put my mobile phone on low power mode right when I get into the parks. That helps my battery not drain as quickly. All right, now that we've got you packed, let's chat about visiting the parks themselves and what you can do ahead of time to be prepared. The first thing you need to know is that there are two parks at the Disneyland Resort. I kind of mentioned this before, but they're located directly across from each other and you can walk between the two parks in about three minutes, maybe less. So there's Disneyland and there's California Adventure and each park offers a unique experience and knowing their differences can help you plan your visit more efficiently. So Disneyland is the original park that started it all. Walt's dream come true. Disneyland Park is where you'll find classic attractions, the iconic landmarks like Sleeping Beauty Castle, and lots of beloved Disney characters roaming the street. So Disneyland is divided into several themed lands, which are all amazing. You're going to love them. And then we have Disney California Adventure, which is right across the way. And over at California Adventure, they kind of bring some of Disney Pixar and California life and living into that park. So this park features some of the most exciting attractions between the two parks. They have amazing immersive experiences over in Cars Land and Avengers Campus. They have a lot of great dining and they have some really good entertainment options. So this park is not to be missed, but there is not as much to do for little tiny kids over in California Adventure as there is to do over at Disneyland. So to make the most of your Disneyland trip, I feel like you need to spend some time in both parks because they really do both offer amazing things. All right, before you get to Disneyland, I want you to familiarize yourself with the park map 
like really look it over, know where Main Street is, know where you're going to enter the park. You'll be able to see Sleeping Beauty Castle on there. When you look at the map, you'll see the different lands, Adventureland and Fantasyland and Tomorrowland and Galaxy's Edge. So you'll be able to see where everything is located. Same with California Adventure. Take a look at the map, kind of get your bearings and it will make a huge difference. So you know, oh, we're going to Cars Land, we're headed this way. Really, really helpful. Now, I think all the rides at Disneyland are not to be missed, except for one or two of them. <laughs> but let's talk maybe about the most classic rides at Disneyland. There's Pirates of the Caribbean. You really can't miss that. Haunted Mansion, so classic. Jungle Cruise, that was open opening day. It's amazing. There's awesome thrill rides. There's Space Mountain, Indiana Jones, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. Love that one so much. There's also Guardians of the Galaxy and California Adventure that is my favorite out in Coaster. Man, I can't, I shouldn't just sit here and list rides because then I'm going to have to list all of them. I love them all. But let me tell you, for little kids, I love Peter Pan. I love Dumbo. I love... I mean, really, all of Fantasyland is great. It's a small world. There's so many. Now I'm missing a bunch, and I feel bad that I didn't include certain attractions. But just know they're all great. I'm not even helpful at all with rides. I just want you to go on all of them, and I know you're going to love all of them. So I want you to go on all of them. <laughs> oh, it's not always possible. We're, we're going to talk about that in a little while. But you familiarized yourself with the map. Now I want you to get familiar with the Disneyland app. This is going to be your constant companion, your new best friend for navigating the parks like a pro when you're visiting. So take the time to figure out kind of how it works beforehand so that you already have it down. You can get on before you go and you can check wait times and you can like look into how mobile ordering food works and you can see how it work if you're going to be joining a virtual queue. There's all kinds of things. You can see, you know, how it works to book a lightning lane. So many things happen on the Disneyland app that it's helpful if you already know how to use it. You can see where to find bathrooms on the Disneyland app. You can see where to find characters. Everything happens over at the Disneyland app. So figure out how it works beforehand. And that's going to save you a ton of time and stress because you're going to show up and feel really confident because you're going to know how things work. So while Disneyland is filled with magical experiences, trying to do everything in one visit can be overwhelming. So to maximize your time, before you go, create a flexible itinerary that allows for spontaneity while making sure you hit the highlights. So prioritize, prioritize must-see attractions. Like figure out what is the most important for your group. Like what do your kids really want to do? What do you really want to do? What do you think your kids are going to enjoy the most? And think about those and make those your priority for the day. So when you get to the parks, hit those things first, and then you'll be able to kind of add in filler things here and there, but you'll get the most important things checked off. And then everything else that happens during the day will just be a bonus, just be the cherry on top. And you'll feel more relaxed because you're not running around trying to do and see everything because I've fallen into that trap before. And it's a really hard place to vacation because you're going to be stressed. Your family's going to feel that. They're going to be stressed. You really can't see and do everything, especially on your first visit. So don't try to do it. Prioritize and pick what's most important to you. You're also going to want to prioritize breaks for meals and rest. It's really hard to be on the go all the time, and you're going to end up with grouchy family, grouchy you. You don't want to burn everyone out on your Disneyland day. So make sure you schedule time for meals. You don't have to have like a big, huge, long break, but make sure you schedule time to sit down, rest, take a break. You can schedule in entertainment during the afternoon so that you're sitting down, taking a break somehow really, really makes a difference. If planning your park day stresses you out, you can use one of my printable touring plans. It will give you a step-by-step -step guide to your day. So all you have to do is show up and enjoy. Let's move on to understanding Disneyland's Genie Plus system. This is so important 
Disneyland offers Genie Plus. It took the place of the old FastPass, MaxPass system, but it helps you reduce, reduce your wait times for popular attractions. Genie Plus is an additional $25 per person per day starts at $25. So if you know you're going to want to use Genie Plus, you can actually purchase it with your park tickets through Getaway today and lock in that lower price. Or if you're not sure, you can always add it when you are at Disneyland once you've scanned into the parks for the day. But the cost of Genie Plus can fluctuate depending on the day. So if you're visiting on a busy day, it might go up to $30 or $35. So if you know you're going to use it, then purchase it with your park tickets just to save that money. Now, Genie Plus is a great way to save time in long lines, and I recommend it to all first-time visitors, but you really have to understand how to use it or you'll be wasting your time and your money, and I do not want you to do that. I have a podcast episode completely devoted to how to use Genie Plus and tips and strategies so please listen to this before your visit. It will make all the difference and it will be so helpful. Genie Plus feels complicated at first, but once you understand how it works and how to use it efficiently, then it's pretty simple. So if you're using Genie Plus, figure out how to use it, figure out how it works, listen to that podcast episode. I'll put a link in the show notes. Next, I want to talk about crowds and how to deal with crowds and long lines and all of that. Navigating crowds is just part of the Disneyland experience. Disneyland is always crowded, but there are ways to minimize the impact and make the most of your day. Most Disneyland first-timers waste a ton of time in line when they don't have to. So don't let this happen to you. Arrive early. Being one of the first guests to enter the park grants you access to the popular attractions with shorter wait times. So use this time to experience the bigger rides or the rides that are most important to you before the crowds arrive. Arriving early is called rope dropping and it is so effective. Most people can't get up that early, especially on a vacation, and so they don't roll into the parks until about an hour and a half to two hours after the park opens, especially locals. They're not interested in getting there early in the morning. They've done Disneyland a bunch of times. They don't need to get up early to be there. So they won't show up till later in the day. So if you can get there early, I would say probably 45 minutes before the park opens, you're going to be in really good shape and you'll be able to go on a lot of attractions with waiting very little. So make sure you read my guide to rope dropping so that you can do it like a pro. I'll put a link in the show notes. It has a ton of tips. Also includes what I do not want you to rope drop because there's a couple of things that I don't want you to rope drop. But other than that, most rides are a great option. So read that. It'll be helpful. The next thing I want you to do is use a rider switch. If you're traveling with children who are too small or who don't want to ride certain attractions, utilize the rider switch program. So this allows one adult to wait with the non-riding child while others experience the ride and then the waiting adult can switch without waiting in the huge long line again. So it's a great system. I have a post about Rider Switch. You can read that too. I'll put a link in the show notes. Take advantage of Rider Switch. Also, if you're able, single rider lines are really awesome. They can significantly reduce your wait time for solo riders. You do have to split up from your group. You'll be able to wait together in the single rider line, but then they will split you up to put you on the attraction. So I'll put a link to info about single rider in the show notes as well, because that might be a good option for you and can really help cut down on wait times. Let's talk about entertainment and parades. Please don't skip them. They are amazing. They have tons of options. There's parades and shows and character meet and greets. So make sure you see some of it. You don't have to see all of it. There's not going to be time, but check the entertainment schedule on the Disneyland app or the Disneyland website. Check it before you go so you kind of know what you want to see, what time it's going to be happening, and can work that into your schedule. So Disneyland parades are a highlight of my day. I don't know. I love them. I love the music and the characters and the amazing floats. So I always recommend Disneyland parades. Same with the fireworks. Fireworks and the projection shows are amazing. So plan your day around these events to make sure you get in all that extra magic. 
Next, I want to talk about being flexible. Flexibility is critical because sometimes the best moments at Disneyland happen when you stumble upon like an unexpected experience. Like maybe you ride this ride and your kids love it. And then you get off and you see that the wait time's only five minutes and your kids are dying. They want to get back in line and ride it again. If you're following your schedule to a T, you're going to be like, nope, we can't do that. We're moving on. But here's a point where you could be flexible. They're excited about it. They loved it. It's a short wait. Jump back in line and ride it again. Being willing to be flexible when visiting Disneyland, especially for the first time, makes a huge difference. Things are not going to go according to plan. But if you're flexible, I mean, sometimes they go better than you plan. So just keep that in mind. Okay, we have to talk about dining because one of the many joys of visiting Disneyland, especially for the first time, is the wide array of dining options available to keep everyone happy. I don't know. It always keeps me happy. So they have delicious snacks and quick service dining and table service dining. I do want to note that for most table service dining, you need reservations, but don't feel like you have to have dining reservations or you're going to starve. I have gotten a message from someone before saying we're going to Disneyland. I didn't make any dining reservations. What are we going to eat? Does this mean we have to leave the park to go find food off site anytime we're hungry? I'm really stressed because I should have made dining reservations and now they're gone. Don't feel like you have to have dining reservations. I was so happy to be able to tell this person that you don't have to have dining reservations to eat at Disneyland. Some of the very best places to eat don't even take reservations because they are quick service. So even if you have no dining reservations at all, you're still going to be able to eat and it's going to be delicious. So Disneyland has a ton of quick service options. You can mobile order. They're really great. So don't stress about dining. If dining reservations are something that you're really excited about for your first visit, then go ahead and make those dining reservations. You can make them 60 days in advance. But if you're on the fence about it, just take that off the table, remove that stress, and just go quick service options. Most of my visits to Disneyland, I just use quick service dining. So you can read my post about quick service dining at California and California Adventure in Disneyland. I'll put a link in the show notes. I even have a printable on there that kind of shows you all the quick service options and how much each one costs and what they offer. So you can be like, oh, my kid only wants mac and cheese, or they really want a hamburger, or they really want chicken fingers. All you have to do is pull out this printable and read down the list instead of going on the app and going into each restaurant and checking out their menu. This will save you some time. So I'll put a link to that in the show notes. When you're there, you're going to want to get some iconic snacks, treats, food. So let's talk about what the most popular options are. A Dole Whip. A Dole Whip is extremely popular. It's this classic, refreshing pineapple soft serve treat. It's delicious. They also have it over, they have a little Dole Whip stand by Tiki Room, but they also have it with Tropical Hideaway and they have some different flavors. So good. Churros are incredibly popular. You can find them at churro stands all over. Same with the Mickey Shape pretzels. Very popular. They have little stands. They're so good. Another popular snack is turkey legs. I disagree. I don't like them. I don't enjoy them but I thought I'd put them on the list because some people really do. The Monte Cristo sandwich is incredibly popular and it's kind of a Disney classic. So you can only get it at Cafe Orleans or the Blue Bayou during lunchtime, but it's this deep fried ham and turkey cheese sandwich. It's a Disneyland favorite. For that, you will need dining reservations. Now, maybe the most popular treat right now and has been for the last several years is the Raspberry Rose Macaron. It's amazing. You can find it at Jolly Holiday Bakery Cafe. It's so popular that it sells out on most days. So mobile order yours early in the day so you don't miss out. Now, if you're looking for dining reservations and want some like unique extra themed experience then Blue Bayou is a really awesome one. It's located inside Pirates of the Caribbean. It's kind of got this great atmosphere. You can see the pirate boats, the pirate attraction boats floating by as you're eating. It's very fun. 
I also really like Red Rose Tavern. It's a quick service restaurant in Fantasyland. I feel like it's kind of, I don't know, overlooked by a lot of people, but it's this amazing Beauty and the Beast themed restaurant and they've got all this fun decor and you can see the red rose and I don't know. I love it. So that's a great way to get some themed dining without a dining reservation. You can also check out the Plaza Inn. You don't need reservations for that unless you're going for breakfast because they do have a character dining experience for breakfast, which is really fun. But for lunch and dinner, you can just walk in. It's cafeteria style and it's very... Um, I don't know, classic Disney, a classic Disney feel. It's located on Main Street, USA. Let's talk about a few tips for dining and snack hacks. You're going to want to know that. Make dining reservations early. If you are going to make dining reservations, they book up quickly for dining and for character dining experiences. I'm going to put a link to character dining info in the show notes so you can check into that if you're interested. It is very fun. Reservations can be made 60 days in advance through the Disneyland app or website. Sometimes reservations are hard to get because dining reservations are popular. So if you are having a hard time getting the dining reservation you want, consider using mouse dining. You tell them where you'd like to dine and when, and then they'll notify you when that reservation becomes available. It's really great. All right, let's talk about character dining. I almost forgot about that. But if meeting Disney characters is a priority, then consider booking a character dining experience because this allows you to enjoy a meal while your favorite Disney characters visit your table for photographs and autographs. It's really fun. So I'll put a link. Like I said, you can read more about character dining and the options there. If we're talking about food hacks, Disneyland portions can be big sometimes, so you might want to share a meal. I like to share a meal with my kids, or when my kids were little and they would all insist on buying their own kid meal, I would get nothing because I knew they weren't going to eat their food, and then I would just eat off all four of their plates, and it was totally fine. So keep in mind you can order off the kids' menu too. They don't care if adults order off the kids' menu, so that is totally fine. Mobile ordering is amazing and it's going to be your best friend. So you can use the Disneyland app to mobile order at most quick service restaurants. And this is going to help you save time and avoid waiting in line. So make sure you mobile order. It's really amazing. You can also bring in snacks and water. Disney doesn't care if you bring in food as long as they're not in glass containers. So bring in some fishy crackers, bring in some candy, bring in your water, whatever you need to keep you going during the day. It will save you a little bit of money to bring your own snacks. I do have a guide to bringing outside food and drink into Disneyland. So I'll put that in the show notes so you can check it out. Another thing you need to know about is PhotoPass at Disneyland. So if you purchase Genie Plus, then PhotoPass is automatically included, which means that anytime you see a photographer around the parks, you can have them take your picture and it will be added to your Disneyland app for no additional cost. So if you're using Genie Plus, Take advantage of PhotoPass because one of my very favorite souvenirs is having pictures to look back on. It's so great. If you don't have PhotoPass, you might want to consider, I mean, you don't purchase Genie Plus, you might want to consider adding Genie Plus just for a day for one person so that you can have PhotoPass. You can buy PhotoPass separately, but it's expensive. It doesn't really make sense. So Either get Genie Plus for everybody in your group, which is what I recommend, or get it for just one person if you want to use PhotoPass, and that's a really good way to go. You can also use it to download pictures that are taken on the ride because there's always a few attractions that take your picture like... Well, Splash Mountain, but that's closed right now. But Guardians of the Galaxy, Space Mountain, they'll take your picture and you can take a picture of your picture with your phone. Then you can enter the code into the app. And if you have PhotoPass, then it will download that picture onto your app without the watermark and you'll be able to have that picture, which is always fun. I have some really fun ones from Incredicoaster that I absolutely love. Okay, that was a quick overview. I know it felt long. But really, I was just scratching the surface. But hopefully, that was helpful and kind of gave you an idea about how it works going to Disneyland. If you go to the links I have in my show notes and read through those, 
you're going to be in really good shape for your trip. You're going to feel confident because you're going to know what to do, where to go. You're not going to be going in there blind and just trying to figure things out. So read through the links in the show notes. It will be really helpful for you. But now for the fun and probably most informative part of the episode, tips from others. So thank you so much to everyone who sent in tips. I did have so many. I had so many. I mean, I have pages and pages of tips that I printed out. Like seriously, so many. I mean, they're like front and back. Oh, you can't see. Sorry. I'm showing it to the camera. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can see all my tips. Uh, (laughs) I forgot this was a podcast, but I have so many. That's the point. I have a ton of tips. I did have a lot of people that said the same thing. So I kind of, I combined those. So I'm not, I didn't want to repeat myself over and over again. So I'm not reading every single tip that I got, but I really appreciate all the great tips. They're amazing. So let's go ahead. Let's read. Let's read some of them. Here we go. And please bear with me. I printed these off real tiny to save space which I thought was a good idea, but now I'm going to have a hard time reading who sent them in. Okay. Kayla Louise 91 said only do one park per day. Trying to balance two parks will be overwhelming. Cruzy Mila said study the map beforehand so you don't waste time figuring out where you are. Debbie Wilhelm said get a first visit button at City Hall and cast members will welcome you. This is so tiny. I don't know. Somebody else said, be patient and don't have a high expectations. Fam Travel Folio said, get there early to beat the heat and crowds. D Baker 1184 said, bring your own snacks and water. Great for when you're in long lines and saves a little money. Debbie Ryback said, decide what things are most important during the time that you are there. Courtney Kaufman said, prioritize items that are must-do for each person in your party. Kate V said, don't be in a rush to try to do it all. Soak in what you can and make those memories. Misty23 said, plan at least three days, two Disneyland and one DCA to not feel rushed. All Day I Mom 2 said, slow down, be flexible, don't jump around too much, and use mobile orders. 19 Adri 84 said Disneyland app is your best friend and bring your own water. Beth Hannah N said early mornings are a must. You don't need to line up ages before the fireworks and world of color and Genie Plus is great. Let's see. JBDS 44 said don't live for your own agenda. Stop now and then slow down and appreciate the magic surprises. Jima Buff said, don't be in a hurry. Take time to stop and just take it all in. The sight, sounds, and the smells. Also, know that things won't always go as planned, but be okay with it and enjoy it. Debbie Warren said, chillax. Have a few top priorities and let the rest happen as it will. Um, Let's see. Celeste Blythe said, learn how to use all the functions of Disneyland and Genie Plus app prior to entering the park. It's a game changer. Andrea Brower 11 said, get a locker to store purchases and jackets, change of clothes, and after water rides if needed later. Pampered Disney Mom said, rope drop. Plan to stay more than one day and take a nap break with the kids. Kristen Jack said, rope drop California Adventure. Bring your own packed lunch to save money. I love that. I brought my own packed lunch all the time when I would bring my kids when they were little. It saved so much money. Um, Cat Camp 8 said rope drop and ride stop. We went for the first time and we were able to ride everything. So she's talking about rope dropping, but also staying late until the rides stop running. So staying until the park closes. I have an episode all about that a couple back if you want to go listen, but that makes a huge difference. Gina0331 said, order your Dole Whip in the morning for later in the day. You can always push out the time. That's a good point because things like, I mean, Dole Whips, you don't ever, they don't ever run out, but things like Matterhorn, Matterhorn Macaron, Matterhorn Macaroons don't run out either, but the Raspberry Rose Macaron will sell out. If you order it mobile, you can mobile order it earlier in the day. And if you decide later on, like maybe you mobile order it for 1.30 in the afternoon and you're like, there's no way we're going to be ready. We just had lunch. You can actually push back the time. So you could change the time to 5.30 in the evening. But once you've mobile ordered it and paid for it, then it's yours. So you can push back the time. So that's really helpful. Hearts Lane said, plan your day. Splurge some on merch and food and prepare for weather. See parades and shows. 
Julian Butler said, slow down and just be in the moment. You won't get everything done that you want to do. So just relax. Um, let's see. JC Edwards 613 sent in a bunch of options. She just got back from her first Disney trip. She said, you don't have to go crazy, but definitely make a plan or strategy. Get an idea for the basic layout of the park and the map. Take more than one pair of comfy shoes. Even my Brooks rubbed a blister after a park day. So nice to have two pairs of shoes to switch in between. Uh, leave the park when you feel like you have 30 minutes before a meltdown. I think that's so smart. If you feel like your kids are done, like leave 30 minutes before you feel like they're done. That's awesome. Uh, let's see. She also said, make friends in line. Disneyland is a locals park, so they likely have great tips to help you. That's so smart. Remy Gunn said, go early, watch the long line, well, line, watch the line times to avoid long waits, but use Genie Plus. Margie Ralph said, Disney is always crowded and it's okay. I love that so much because I think a lot of people really stress and obsess over going to Disneyland during the least crowded times, but Disney's always crowded and it's okay. So just go in and knowing it's going to be crowded and that you're still going to have a good time. And it will be okay. Let's see. Heather Booth 87 said, don't try to cram it all in one day. Get Genie Plus. Lots of those about Genie Plus and rope dropping. Talia Lynch said, allow as much time as you can. We had five days in the park and I wish I had more. I love that. I, I've done five days before and I thought I could have done another day. <laughs> M Pickett 1411 said, prepare to walk 10 miles. That means good shoes prepping for that type of activity. So true. You are going to be walking, so be prepared for it. Hey, it's Gonzo said, go do, you've got to do three full days at your pace. Enjoy the magic everywhere you go. Let's see. Mary Hilburn said, have a plan guide, but don't be afraid to stray from it and do not park hop. Angie Keel said, educate yourself on mobile ordering. Crazy for Mermaid said, comfortable shoes, even if they're ugly. <laughs> um, Daniela Nella said, bring your own Disney apparel from home or buy souvenirs apparel at Target near Disneyland. I think this is so smart. I like to bring my own clothes. I mean, obviously I bring my own clothes from home, but my own Disney clothes from home, I'll find them on Amazon or different places. It's also a really great idea to go check out Goodwill before you go or your local thrift store because a lot of people like get in the moment and buy Disney sweatshirts and things like that. And then they get home and they're like, I'm not using this anymore. And they donate it. So I found a lot of good things over at thrift stores too. So you could check a thrift store. Kurt Steel 27 said the flag retreat, you must experience it. That's a great tip. They have a flag retreat over on Main Street. Um, every single day. You'll have to check your app for showtimes, but it's really cool. Um, Cheryl Pham said, Jolly Holiday Raspberry Rose Macaron must have. 19 Campbell 94 said, Ears and a Mickey treat. I agree. You should buy a pair of ears and you should get yourself something shaped like Mickey Mouse. Because if you don't, did you even go to Disney? I don't know. Brianna Berkey said, don't spend time dining at restaurants. Time is too precious. Mobile order food on the go. I like that. Um, Shanzo89 said, manage your expectations. You can't do everything. Christine Gale84 said, plan ahead. Dining reservations. What lands to do each day. Use Genie Plus. So worth it. TFL said, arrive early, have a plan, bring lots of drinks, snacks, and take afternoon breaks. Darcy16 said, learn the app, practice at home, navigating it. Um, Ariel said, don't be a sheep. You can save a lot of time by not following the crowd. I love that. Uh, someone said, use mobile order, use the app for everything. I can't read this name. It's too small. But it said, opt for comfortable outfits always and bring your own water bottle. Melissa Austin 24 said try not to stress yes it's busy yes it can be hot but try to just enjoy it no matter what magnificently Megan said your attitude matters lines will be long but just embrace it and I really love that because if you go in already being stressed and overwhelmed and annoyed because it's hot or because there's lots of people there like that's going to affect your whole day. So go in with a good attitude, like go in looking for the magic and you're going to find it. You're going to have a great day. Your attitude really matters. 
couple more I wanted to share with you. Frontier Girl 831 said, I spent months researching and it was super worth it to feel, to be less overwhelmed when we were there. I think that's so important. Like just like figure out what you're doing. You're spending a lot of time. You're spending a lot of money. So why not put a little research into it before you go to really make your trip all the better when you're there? Frontier Girl 831 also said, read all the blogs. Yours is the best, but I got small bits of info from others too. Thank you so much. Yeah, I do have a ton of info on my blog. And if you have a question, just send me a DM on Instagram. I'm really quick to answer. I'm happy to help. Lisa Aislop said, get the raspberry macaron, just do it. See, it's true. Dreaming of Disney podcast said, if they have kids, ride or swap, love ride or swap. Main Street Disney duo said, one park per day tickets, enjoy the park on its own, no pressure to hurry and hop. Selena Mary said, do research on which rides your kids can and can't ride or things that may scare them. And I think this is so important because... I've made this mistake before on my son's very first visit to Disneyland. I took him first right off the bat. He was three years old. I took him on Snow White Scary Adventure. The ride has since been refurbished and now it's Snow White's Enchanted Wish and it's not nearly as scary. But back then, back in the day, I took him on Snow White Scary Adventure. It was really his first experience with theme parks, his first ride, and it scared him to death. And after that, he was so nervous about every single ride because he thought it was going to be scary. And I really messed up. I should have done some research. I should have known that that would be too much for him. And we should not have done that ride first. We should have eased him into different things and his experience would have been better. So I love that tip. Um, Rhonda Post said, do your homework, have a plan for each day and have enough park days to not be rushed. So true. You can't just go in with one day. Oh man, please don't do that. I have anxiety when I think about you going on your first visit for just one day. Oh, don't do that to me. It's too stressful. Rhonda also said, she sent me a message and she said that she really recommends going with just your own family for your first visit. And I think this is a great tip because lots of times People find out you're going to Disneyland and then all of a sudden your sister's coming and she's bringing her four kids and then your cousin hears that you're going and then they're coming with grandma and grandpa. Like all of a sudden your Disney trips can really grow and that makes it difficult, especially for your first trip. So if you can have your first Disneyland experience with just your own little family it'll make a huge difference. Then you're not worrying about other people's schedules or what other people want to do or how other people are feeling or why so-and-so is grouchy. You don't have to worry about any of that. You just have to worry about your own little family unit and what you want to do. And I think that's super smart. It'll make your trip less stressful. Um, and Mary, maybe my favorite one is from Sharon Robinson Travel. And she said, follow you. <laughs> So thank you, Sharon. Um, if you're not following me over on Instagram, I'll put a link in the show notes. Come and follow along. I'm always posting videos and stories and helpful information. Every day I'm like, what can I post that will be helpful to somebody? So that's what I try to do over on my Instagram. So come and follow me over there. So maybe you noticed, I feel like there were some themes happening in all of these tips shared by people. Rope dropping was a theme. I wrote them down. Let's see. Don't park hop. That was a theme. Use Genie Plus. That was a huge theme. Mobile order. Make a plan. I heard that a bunch of times. Be flexible. Also heard that. Don't stress. I think maybe that was the, the most submitted tip was like, go with the flow. Be flexible. Don't stress, take a breath and enjoy the magic. Don't rush through it all. I think that probably is maybe the most important tip because you can plan all day long. You can read all the blog posts about Genie Plus and Rope Drop and all the things, but something's going to go wrong on your trip. I promise you it will. That's just how vacations work. That's how life works. There's no such thing as a perfect vacation. So if you can go into it with a sense of humor and with a good attitude and with the idea that you're going to be flexible and you're going to look for those magic experiences, then I promise you, you will find them and you're just going to have the best trip ever. 
I'm really excited for you. If you thought this was helpful, please send it to somebody who is visiting Disneyland for their first time. Hopefully it can help them too. That is all the time that I have for today. I will be back next week with something new. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk soon. Bye.